right into it. We're getting right into it. And what up, fam? And welcome to another episode of the Pop Culture Collective. It's me, it's me, it's JCB, and I'm here with a fellow member of the Bald Life, Beard Life movement. Let's give it up for the host of Getting Grilled, my good friend, John Grill. What's up, oh, John? Oh, man. Getting Grilled, that's still a thing, huh? That is still a thing. That is Yeah, it'll be back. It, you know, when when I went back to my job after, uh, after being, you know, quarantined, quarantined or whatever we call this, I, uh, yeah, I kind of lost it. But no, we'll be back. We'll be we back, be man. Back. You know what, and Johnny, before we get into today's show, because today is a very special episode, very near and dear to my heart, and I have been salivating for months to finally talk to someone about this, but I want to do a couple quick plugs. Fourth Wall Pop Network is going to be bringing to you, officially launching, you're hearing it first, fam, you are hearing it here first, our official online merchandise store, that's right. It's going to be through T Public, so make sure you be on the lookout. Ooh. Check us out on our social media on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop, Instagram Fourth Wall Pop Network, and keep your eyes peeled for Fourth Wall Pop Network's online store. You could rock the PCC swag, some getting grilled swag, some swag from Big Heck and Wade, New Normal Wrestling, and all the rest of the shows on the network. Also, you know how Johnny talked about getting grilled coming back? Let's just say we have something very special coming to you just in time for the holidays. Oh, really? I'm not going to give too much information on that today. I want to have people coming back for more. That's why you watch good episodic TV. Well, here's some episodic radio for you. Tune in next week for maybe some more information on what we're going to do. It's going to evolve the longer way to return of getting grilled. So now that I got everyone all excited... I'm pretty excited to talk to you today, John. Johnny finally watched the second season of The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Well, I had to read that. Listen, with all this comic stuff, I got to read the comic first. Right. Now, um, you, you read the book already, right? You read the second book? I read Dallas, yes. Okay. I read I read uh, volumes one and two, so that's technically the first and second season. Um, although the second season way, way goes off on a tangent and uh i'm interested to talk about this because you know at the end of the end of season two we start talking about another academy but right if you go off the books that's not what happens right it's in it's interesting it's an interesting turn on this new academy that academy being the sparrow academy which is the title of the third volume of comics no, but, no. Oh, I'm sorry. No, fourth I'm sorry. Volume, the that's, fourth one. My apologies. Yes, the third one yep. is Hotel Oblivion, and then yes, Sparrow which I have Academy to read. is the it's fourth volume, which is not even out yet. I believe it's going to be done. No, this year. No, it's not. But it's a really interesting twist on the Sparrow Academy. So, because from what I've heard, the way the Sparrow Academy uh, is introduced in the comics, it's like they are uh, from another dimension. You know, you notice how like. On, in the TV show that we've been watching, it's all based uh, uh, around time travel and how mm-hmm. when you know, we'll get into this in a little bit, when they go back in time for season two and the season ends with them coming back to present day and they well, on their present day, 2019 and things have already, the entire time timeline has already changed. A lot of new things have happened. So 
I think it's a different twist on the Sparrow Academy in the show dealing with time travel and not so much. An the whole show dimension. is a different twist. It's a whole different twist. The whole show is different. Yeah. There is no way you would have been able to word for word, cell by cell, put the Umbrella Academy comic onto a screen. They had to change a lot. They had to. Yeah. It's a very, uh, I'm going to call it an avant-garde comic book. Of course, there's much more avant-garde stuff out there that's even weirder than the Umbrella Academy. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there was stuff they had to do to make this work. And right. I think they did it well. I think they did it better with the first season than the second season. Um, you know, but the next season was good, man. The, and the second season, too, answered a lot of questions. So let's touch on some things that we learned in the second season. Now, we learned first a little bit more about the commission. We learned about the people who are actually behind the commission. We were introduced to the handler uh, and in season one, along with Hazel and Chacha, who were two of the field mm-hmm. agents. But we learned a little bit more in depth about the, the commission. Who in the comics don't show up till book two. Oh, okay. See, I haven't read the second book, so... I've only gotten as far as the first book, and I was wondering too why the commission not was never there. mentioned. Okay, they, they, well, the commission and Hazel and Cha Cha. Right. So, yeah, I'm okay. not ruining anything for you. Trust no, me. No, no, I know. Yeah, uh, trust me. I've, with me already seeing the second season, I'm not ru- not ruining much of the story. But we and learned you know, they don't have they don't have a big role in the comics. Right. I do like two how or three ha- pages at most. Right. I do like how they had how they have had a really big role, both good and bad, in the first two seasons. But I feel like. The commission. Well, before I get into that, let me talk about the uh, what I said. So we learned about who the the higher ups are, the people that the handler were reporting to. So we essentially had like the board, uh, or the board, mm-hmm. the board of representatives. I believe I forget what they called them, of the commission. Uh, and we meet AJ Carmichael, the character AJ Carmichael, who has the uh, fish tank as a head, which is really Dude, very very I cool and very weird. But I really like that. But we need to talk about how the handler. Uh, bribed number five into assassinating the commission in order to get a briefcase to take him and his family back to present day yep. 2019. Can we just talk about that assass- assassination scene? Holy S- shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much. It's blood. pretty deep, man. Yeah. Yeah. So much. Blood. I mean, not as much blood as the donut shot massacre. Right. But. Definitely a lot of blood. Definitely a lot of blood. It it really shows a very different side of number five, too. You get to see his dark side when he's really in there fighting, but he had a a change of heart afterwards. He was, he even said, he's like, I'm done with this. You know, he he wants to be done with with the fighting and and the killing and wants to just kind of get back to whatever a normal life can be at this point for him. But the commission now, there's a really interesting twist at the end of the season. So, well, first of all, before we get to the end, we got introduced to Swedes. So we get introduced to the Swedes. Dude, all right. they're great. The story. The Swedes were great, first of all. Uh, I don't remember all three of their names, but I know the one that, that remained alive at the end of the season was Axel. So Axel. Kind of like yeah. Axel was like the leader of the Swedes. Now, we were- well, they're all brothers. Be- yeah, we were led to believe that they were part of the commission. Now they were just hired. Yeah, it turns out that the handler was sending them these letters from the commission, making them believe it was some kind of bounty or whatever. I guess they were yep. on. Yep. Um, yep. The handler, she, I got to tell you, she is a great actress too. 
But I, I, um, I, I said it for season one, man. The actors and actresses that they chose to play these parts are phenomenal in their parts. So funny story. Not sure if you knew this. Um, where, where is she? Well, I was, I, I was going to talk about um, the handler real quick before yeah, we do that. Um, she is one of the best actresses I've seen in this. Um, you know what's you know who surprised me though was Mary J. Blige in season one, obviously. Yes, yes. Um, Cha-cha. Yeah, yeah. She she was awesome. But um where's where's the handler? There she is. Yeah, Kate Walsh. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember, you know, she she was in uh Grey's Anatomy, and I remember the only reason I remember that is because I had friends that were obsessed with the show. Um, you know, because she was People just you don't have to be ashamed show. for being um, a fan of Grey's Anatomy, John. You don't have to be ashamed. I I am not. I am not a fan of it. It doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. It just doesn't do it for me. Um. So real quick, uh, Emmy Raver Latman, Raver Latman, however you say her name. Mm-hmm. Do you know she was in the original Broadway cast of Hamilton? Oh wow! I did not know that. She is one of only. Two people that did not return for the Disney recording of Hamilton. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That, 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 that's yep. a really cool fun fact. That's awesome. Yeah, she's um Yeah, she was also in Hair, Jekyll and Hyde and Wicked, but she's one of the original cast members of wow. Hamilton. That's pretty awesome. So let's talk about acting pedigree there. Right? Because if Lynn Matt Manuel Miranda thinks you're a good actress, you're a good actress. And, yeah. Wow. So that's really cool. No, but the handler character is great, but unfortunately, she gets killed by the Swede, by Axel, in yep. the last in the last scene of season two. Yep. So now, and also don't forget when they were at the barn, um, Vanya lets out her 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 energy blast and mm-hmm. kills all of the field agents because they literally emptied out the office and every field agent from the commission was out there yep we find out that the remaining people that were that that are alive in the commission appointed herb herb who was like one of my favorite characters dude herb's awesome man acting director yeah now that that's a good that's a good pick uh for an actor as well yeah not gonna lie to you phenomenal Uh, he had such a bigger part in season two which i really appreciate they showed a real growth in his character like there's yep. a lot of character development for him. I loved his interactions with Diego when they were in the switchboard yeah. room and everything. It was yep. phenomenal. But yep. now that, that leaves you to question what's going to happen with the commission moving into season three now with Herb running the commission as the acting director and no original members of the board around and no field agents. Well, I, I think I think what's going to happen is I, I think and I haven't read the book. I don't know anything that happens. But uh, maybe the uh, maybe the Umbrella Academy guys and girls start working with them to try to set everything right. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, if the commission still has the access and power to time travel, I, I could see that that making the most sense too in terms of the storyline. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's so much to go here. Um, I want to touch on number five and uh, the actor who plays number five the kid who plays number five yep. um this kid is amazing 
his mannerisms, the way he holds himself, the way he talks, his interactions with everyone, it's phenomenal. He took from reading the comics, that was his vision of who number five was. And it is so unique that there is so much about him that it really makes him stand out amongst everyone else. Oh, he's a badass. He's a great actor too. He's also, obviously, he's 17. It makes you feel kind of old. He was born right. in 2003, bro. Well, no, he's actually in his 50s, right? He's just back Oh, yeah, back he's time, actually in his 50s. Know, right. Blah, 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 blah. But, um, no, but uh, he's a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you were saying that you have some, like, ideas of what's going to happen. Well, I have some theories. Now, so... One is, is what we just talked about, the commission. I think the commission is just going to end up joining forces with Umbrella Academy to, to fix things in some way, shape, or form. Um, now, let's go back to Axel, the, the last living Swede. At the, the last scene of, of season two, we see Klaus's cult's bus, the, his cult called Destiny's Children. Pick up Axel. Uh, the bus picked up Axel. Does that mean that we're going to st- see Axel again in the future? Because now they've gone, what, 50-something years into the future. So these people should still be alive. So oh. are, we, are we going to see Axel somehow in, in, some, in some form in the, in, in the present day 2019? Um, also, let's talk about some of the people that the Umbrella Academy encountered when they went back in time at the beginning of season two. You know, first, we got to talk about Vanya. Vanya meeting Sissy and Carl and then their son, Harlan. Yep. Who Vanya accidentally gave Harlan her powers. Yep. I want to talk about that scene when Harlan drowns and uh, Vanya comes to save his life. Do you remember the last scene in season one? The last scene of season one when they showed um, Hargreaves pretty much saying goodbye to his dying wife. Yes. And he went on the balcony and opened up the jar and all those little golden orbs kind of flew out into the sky while there were others floating in the sky already. Yes. Do you vaguely remember that? Yes. Those are the same exact orbs of light that were going through, like out of Vanya's body into Harlan's body. Do you think those orbs are what make the women pregnant? See, I don't know. That's another question that has not been answered yet is how did these 43 women become pregnant? And also, do you think that Reginald Hargreaves is an alien? Well, yes. Yes, I do. I mean, he, he took off his skin. Yes, I, I know. I the know. other members of the But th- that fucking blew my mind. Yep. Well, hold on. I, I, we want, I want to talk about that, but let's, I want to finish with Vanya real quick. Okay, And, and those orbs. So those orbs have some kind of connection, I think, from Hargreaves. Hargreaves' original wife, who, who, we, who we watched in that scene, died at the end of the season one, and Vanya. Because also, don't forget, what did the, the wife played violin. The wife gave Reginald the violin. The like, violin. to someone special. And he gave to it to Vanya. to Vanya. I wonder if Vanya actually is a Hargreave. Like, and she was not one of the babies that was born randomly from one of the 43 she was no she was born to the russian girl how do we wait so so we we know that she was born to the russian girl no i'm just thinking because i think vanya is a uh is a russian Russian name russian spy (laughs) is a russian name (laughs) 
I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I think since they since they changed the um, they changed history. I think Vanya was found innocent, so she's not a Russian spy. Oh, anymore. that's good. That's good. <laughs> you know, because she, she would have started World War Three. You see, I don't know. I feel like there's too many connections between Vanya and and Reginald personally that I feel like there, there's more to the Vanya story. But now let's talk about there's also more to the Hargreaves story. So obviously after JFK was assassinated, I liked how they used the JFK assassination as part of like the overhead storyline behind what yes. was happening, you know? Yes. Um, so we meet um, the members of the Majestic 12, but only 11 of them were known. And obviously we found out the 12th member was Hargreaves. Um, but after JFK's assassination, Hargreaves was not happy about the assassination. No. And then he confronted this set of the 12 and, there were, and then they tried to bribe him saying that we'll tell everyone your secret, which seems like they knew he was an alien mm-hmm. of some storms. Cause they, he, they were getting, I forget what they said. It, if it was um, equipment or knowledge or whatever that only he had. Uh, uh, so I think it was like, both. I think it was probably both, but um, it seems like they knew he was some kind of alien former, not from this planet. And then he takes his skin off and we have to believe from the sound effects we heard that he killed all of them. Um, oh, you're right. Right. Which is interesting. So I, I do want to see where they're going to go with who, what the, what is Reginald Hargreaves? You know, cause now we're back in 2019 and he's alive again. He never killed himself to save the world. Cause he didn't have to. Huh. Now the whole fucking timeline got changed. Hence enter the Sparrow Academy. Cause uh, the, from the way that looks now, let's talk about the big picture going into season three. Mm-hmm. It looks like the Umbrella Academy inadvertently changed their entire future when they went back to the 1960s and met their father. Wow. Oh, man, you're blowing my mind here. Which makes me believe that when Reginald Hargreaves goes into the future, into 1970, whatever that year was that the women, 43 women had babies, he chose not to go pick up those seven children because he had already met them. It's like he knew what women not to go to. Holy crap, dude. But you also, thought about this a lot more than me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm hoping I blow your mind, but I want you to throw in, throw in your two cents too, if you have any, any, things, any thoughts. But now we already knew from season one, 43 women had babies. Seven of them were the Umbrella Academy. Where's the other 30? I can't do math. 36, whatever the, the number is. Where's the other 36 babies? You know, aren't wasn't seven of them the only ones that lived? They never made that clear. If only seven lived and the rest didn't, if only those seven had powers and the other thirty six don't. But in oh yeah, two, I guess you. Meet I, guess, Lila. I guess you're right because then oh. you get what's her name? Lila. But she's a twin. Lila. Uh, yeah, she apparently she was a twin to one of them. I remember them in in the barn saying that only yes. one of you was a twin. Ooh, okay. I missed that line. A twin. That's interesting. Cause, but don't forget, Lila, the handler uh, took custody of Lila after she commissioned number five to kill Lila's parents. Because she knew that she was special. She, yeah. So she, which means Lila was probably one of the other 43 babies born on that day. Yeah. Maybe she wasn't a twin then. Maybe she wasn't one of the twins. Yeah. I, I don't, but if she was. I'm going to go back and watch that episode. Yeah. But again, because huh. she's around the same age as everyone else 
in uh, in the Umbrella Academy, even back in the 60s, because we find out that she was with the commission and she was time traveling as well. But her powers alone have to be like the most powerful we've seen so far because of how she, she could just could, do all of them. She can mimic all of their powers. She mimicked Luther's strength, the energy blast from Vanya. And, and that reminds um, me, the best one was... I heard a rumor and she just whispers in Allison's ear that you stop breathing. And I was like, Oh yes. shit. Yes. Cause that's it, when he figured it out. Big. I think. Yeah. That I think that was the first time we saw. Yeah. I think so. That was the first time we saw her use the power, which it's, it's a, that's a real big twist there too. And it makes me wonder, are we going to see Lila in present day, 2000? I want to know how she knew though, that she could do that. It seems like the handler was trying to, train her kind of like how they were trying to train Vanya. It seems like the handler was trying to train Lila into doing these things. But how did she know she could mimic their powers? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the weird part to me. Yeah. That's what I like about, about how the show, the the show um, moves is like, it answers questions that you were waiting for. They still leave so many unanswered. I mean, that that's just fucking storytelling right there. I mean, that's storytelling one oh one. Interesting. Man. Um, what else now? Um, did you notice how many times you saw a sparrow throughout all of season two? No, actually, I didn't until I read about it and that they were everywhere. Yeah, there was. I I already knew of the Sparrow Academy, uh, yep. so I was already expecting to see something like that in season two. But the the scene that sticks out the most is the last scene of season two with Harlan, the kid Harlan in the back of the backseat of the car with the toy of toy Sparrow. And it's just kind of floating in his hand. Are we going to see Harlan in season three? Cause at that point he'd be, he'd be an older man. He would be, well, yeah, because it would be modern times. So it would, yeah. he would be, uh, so at least 50 something years older. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he would have to be, you know, and it, it, it's interesting to see that too, because now if Vanya inadvertently gave Harlan in the 1960s her powers, could Reginald Hargreaves be familiar, aware of these powers even earlier on? There's just so many ways There's my so mind's much. going right now. And it's um, not like it follows the comics, so we right. can't figure it out because it doesn't follow the comics. Yeah. But, Especially uh, because season two of the TV show is almost looks like a combination of books two and three. Right. I think. I don't know. I've read book three yet. Maybe I'll do that this week. Yeah. But uh, it, it doesn't seem like the show is following the story arc of the books, which is fine. There was no way. Like I said, there was no way yeah. it would be able to happen. Dude, after only reading the first volume, it was so... It was so convoluted, the storyline. There was no timeline in that first volume. It was like Boondock Saints. Yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah. It was all over the place. So I I do. I like how they're doing it, though, in the show. Uh, I also like how going into season three, it looks like we're finally going to have a new threat where it's not going to be, okay, now we have to save the world from an apocalypse. We already did an apocalypse in season one, season two. And the threat is their dad. The new threat now, well, the dad is always the, the overlying issue here, yeah. but now the new threat yep. could be this Sparrow Academy. So I guess if you want to associate it with wrestling, it's like Umbrella Academy is the baby faces, Sparrow Academy is the heels. 
the protagonists yep. and antagonists, you yep. know. Um, but I, I'm interested to see. Also, we haven't spoken about Grace, the mom, the robot. What is her story? Because now, well, she was. I mean, she, she was doesn't in exist. love with Reginald. She no longer exists. And that you know, what do you, mean she you know whose fault that is, Diego's. Diego fucked with the timeline by telling Grace in the '60s that Reginald was up to something, and she left him. Remember, she left him in season two. Grace no longer exists. You're right. And also, if Grace doesn't exist, huh? And now we're back. He in still present, has a stutter. If we're yes, he still has a stutter. If we're back in present day, the Umbrella Academy doesn't exist, so there was never a need for. Reginald to look for nannies to take care of Vanya because Vanya doesn't exist in Hargreaves' life in present day. Yeah, but the one that took care of Vanya as a child was a robot version of her. Right. It wasn't the actual... Grace had to have stayed alive to become, to be turned into that robot. Okay. And again, we don't know what that story is. Yeah, we have no idea. You have thought about this. I am impressed. I literally sat at, on my couch with Amanda for like an hour after we watched that last episode and we just talked about it. Amanda, your new fiance. My, my fiance. My your fiance. fiance. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look at that smile, buddy. Fiance. I know. I'm blushing. I'm on cloud nine. So That's a good song. But yes. Um, so but I, I'm excited for season three, whenever it comes out, because – well, they, good news. They had to stop production, did, I think. Netflix did announce they did re-sign Umbrella Academy recently in the past week or so for a third mm-hmm. season. Yeah, and big, so, book four, I don't think it's going to be out for a while. So, No, I know um, he was writing it in 2020, but who knows? Well, maybe with yeah. the pandemic, he had more time to write it because he's not touring. Maybe. So, I mean, does his band still tour? Chemical Romance? Are they still yeah. a thing? I'm pretty sure they were I, just I know last they were year. still a yes. Cuz um our good friend Kate Murphy from Wrestle Addict Radio uh was talking about it last year. Oh yeah, they got back Going together to last year. Look at that. Or something, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. So who knows? Volume 3 uh, volume 4, I'm sorry, should be out uh hopefully before this year is over, which would be awesome cuz I'm really interested to see the story arc in the comics and how it coincides or doesn't coincide with what we're watching on TV. Uh, Let me actually do a quick search and see if season three, uh, a season three release date has been announced yet, or at least uh, an estimate date. Uh, Let's see the umbrella Academy season three. What is this release date? Perfect. The release date. Let's see what it says here. Five ensured that his siblings weren't blitzed to a pulp by the apocalypse in season one, jumping himself to them through time and space in the 60s, straight into the path of another apocalypse. Yes, we know that. We just talked about that. Yeah, that's, that's what know, we talked about. I want to know when season three is going to be out. I don't think there's a release date yet. Yeah. Dude. You know what? I'm not seeing anything here, but it looks like the same... Uh, same same cast is coming back. Hey, pop Yo, quiz. Pop I don't know quiz. if we ever talked about this when we were talking about the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Who is, do you know who Mikey and Gerard Way's cousin is? No, I do not. 
Really? I do not know. Who is their cousin? Oh, I'm going to blow your mind then. Oh, wait. No, I do. No, I don't know. Joe Rogan. Joe. What? Yep. Okay. No, I did not know that. No shit. That's their cousin. Wow. Okay. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Mind blowing. Also, we got, we're just full of crazy information on this episode. This is great. We always are. We always are. Um, Speaking of crazy stuff, I found another superhero show I think you need to watch. And what is that? It is called Black Lightning. Oh, isn't that with um, The Rock? No. Oh, no. I'm thinking of Black Adam. You are thinking of Black Adam. Okay, okay, yes. Black Lightning. What is that on? Netflix? Black Lightning is a CW show. Oh, okay. Um, It's part of the DC Arrowverse. And if you have not watched any of those, you're doing yourself a disservice. Dude, first of all, hold on. I've listened to Big Heck and Wade talk about the DC universe and DC multiverse. I have seen a few DC movies, but I... It's too. It's it's way too confusing for me because I don't know where all these universes coincide. So, so it, it the Marvel does the same thing. It's a multiverse, and 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 Marvel does it as well. It they're parallel universes, right? Now, I differ from Big Heck and Wade because I think the Arrowverse is better than the movie universe. Okay, the Arrowverse. They don't. They don't the think it's true. Movie? So, like the no. The oh. TV shows. Oh, so oh, gotcha. it, okay. On CW, there are at, there's Arrow, mm-hmm. Flash, DC Legends of Tomorrow, which I happen to like. A lot of people don't like it. I've I've um, I started watching that. Yep. Of tomorrow. I've, Supergirl. I've some of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Supergirl. Batwoman. Batwoman. Black Lightning, and there's some shorts as well. Okay. Okay. Now. Technically, Black Lightning and Supergirl were different di- different universes, but in the Arrowverse, you can travel universes, mm-hmm. right? And I just think the I think it's better. The movies are good, but I just think that they did a better job with their TV series on CW. Now, are they connected? Absolutely. You find out a couple seasons ago that all the all the universes do exist because. The Flash and one of the Superman from uh, the movie universe show up on a TV show. So they're all connected, just like Marvel stuff, their, their TV shows and stuff. But it didn't start out that way. I just happen to think that they did a better job with the TV shows. And Arrow's a pro wrestler. So there's that. Stephen Amell. Mm-hmm. Stephen Amell. And, you know, Cody shows up too. Cody's in a couple episodes of really? Arrow. Here and oh, there. Nice. Yeah, man. That's They're cool. best friends, from what I know. And then his brother Robbie Amell as well, who's in that show, Netflix show uh Upload. Okay. Uh, which I, I also recommend. Um, but I just you know, you gotta watch Black Lightning. Did you watch Luke Cage on Netflix? I, I did. I did that. That was only two seasons that was out for that, right? I think so, plus defenders. Yeah. I did not uh, um, finish season two, but I did oh, watch you gotta. You got watched, it. Uh, um, so Black Lightning's kind of in the same vein as that show. Okay. Lots of awesome soul music. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 good. I highly recommend it. And Big Kick and Wade are going to come at me, 
But I don't know, man. They were supposed to have me on their show can we, so we can debate this, but uh, I was never invited, so uh, I think Ooh. they chickened out. Oh, wow. I think you just called out Good Brothers, Big Heck, and Wade. I might have. I might have. We're going to have to see what, what goes on here. We're, see, we're starting a civil war here in the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Ooh. I like what you awesome. did there. Well, but hey, I will say the DC universe is a lot more confusing in the comics and the TV and movies than Marvel. Right. In my humble opinion. Right. Um, Marvel is coming out soon with uh, the Black Widow on Disney Plus. So are they going to release it on Disney Plus? Is that, is that what's going on? Yeah, it's going to be a series. All those series, that one, WandaVision, they're all coming. In no, Black Disney. Widow's a movie, bro. Black, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. I'm, my apologies. You're right. Black Widow is a full, full-fledged film. Yep. WandaVision. Next year. It, yeah, May WandaVision's 7th. coming out to Disney+. Plus, and they had to put a hold on Loki, which was supposed to be the next one to come out as well. Is that because of uh, Tom? Because of uh, the pan- just the pandemic, COVID and everything. Ah, oh, man. So... And also, um, I have you. That that's another comic you should read. The WandaVision comic. It's it's pretty. It's weird as hell. Mm-hmm. And have, really uh, do you when watch does, Man- uh, Mandalorian? I did. I do. Are you all caught up? Did you watch this week's episode? Yes. yes. Now, did, 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 did I like the, the guest appearance by Sasha Banks? By Sasha Banks. Yep. And, and her four and her four lines. Yeah. <laughs> It was such a small role, but it was uh, big, big enough for a wrestling fan to pop. Now, I know a lot of people are freaking out about it. I I didn't. I have not watched Clone Wars yet, but I, I guess all these characters are from the Clone Wars. I have um, not seen Clone so, Wars yet either. I haven't seen that or Rebels, and my marching band staff has been trying to get me to um, watch it for years now, and I just haven't had a chance. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got to uh, – I definitely got to watch them. Because I have to ask Amanda because Amanda got me into a lot of Star. I was on a Star Wars binge, uh, beginning of, like earlier uh, in the pandemic, well quarantine I should say, um, which got us into Mandalorian on binging all of season one. But I have to ask her if she ever saw Clone Wars because she seems to, she knows a lot about Star Wars, a lot. Nice. So she's she's been uh, helping me th- through some of the questions that I have. And one other show good you people, have to man. Get into. You got to get into one more show. You got to get into the boys. It's on so Amazon I tried. Prime. I tried to convince uh, my lovely fiance to watch it with me, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't get a chance. We decided to watch. Um, and this is a show you need to watch if you have not watched it. Uh, Shit's Creek. I've heard of that show. Never. Uh, it's never a comedy it. show. It's a Canadian comedy show, mm-hmm. and it stars uh, the Levies, Eugene Levy. Uh, I don't know if you know who that is. That is I, the, I know the name. It's the father of American Pie. Oh, okay. Uh, and his son and daughter are in it, and Catherine O'Hara, who okay. uh, the mom from Beetlejuice, right? And it, it's a great show. Um, I highly, 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 highly recommend that show. If you nice. need some comedy, there it's like The Office. They're twenty five minutes long. We actually just started. Uh, neither of us finished watching the last season of American horror story. And we just happened to turn on Netflix and it was the first thing that popped up. So we just started binge watching last season. Uh, See, I tried to watch the first season, but I didn't get into it. I th- it I've got well, to try ev- again. Every season is different. 
Yes. Yeah, I know Every that. Every season is completely different. Uh, I started watching it during the uh, the hotel season when uh, Lady is that Gaga. the second one? Second or third, I think. Yeah. When Lady Gaga was in it, which was really good. Um, and we just started watching this one, 1984. It's like they were at a campgrounds. It's very like, mm-hmm. very Jason Voorhees-esque, you know. Nice. But it's a uh, pretty So speaking cool. of Jason Voorhees, I, th- I think we talked about this last week, but I just started watching some classic horror movies. Nice. And uh, they're really good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, cool. man. So I'm looking out my window, dude, and the friggin' sky just be- turned like dark gray. Same here. It's like. Same here. It was beautiful all day today. It wasn't even that. It was. We were outside all day. We were raking leaves, bro. Yeah, it was nice today. But you know what? It's gloomy out now. But luckily, I got to end off my day talking to you about Umbrella Academy and some other good television. Um, I have one more thing I want to talk about real quick. Um, Sure, sure. uh, You know me, and you know I don't. I don't know if our fan base really knows this, but. I like hobbies, you know, RC cars, model trains, and the comics and stuff like that. One thing that, you know, the comics come from my father. Uh, you know, he was a big collector back in the day. I, we have a pretty large collection of vintage comic books um, that one day I would love for you and he, and, you know, I almost said, I almost combined Big Wade. Hade? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to call it the Hade. Big, big Hade. I just combined their names. <laughs> I, big Hade. I just combined their names. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. I really want to show you what, what he's got one day. But um, Nice. His love, ever, ever since I could remember things, was photography. And he got that from my grandfather. They had a, mm-hmm. a dark room, like, in the house and everything. Nice. And I've always been into photography as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Of course, I grew up in the age of digital photography, and I always had some digital cameras. And but um, I had like cheap film cameras once in a while. But I I lucked I lucked out that the German teacher in my school uh, is an avid photographer, and he loves film. He even develops his own film. So a couple of weeks ago, he um, came in one day and hands me a film camera, a Nikon FM, which is FM two, which is a very legendary film camera from the 70s. He said, there's a roll of film in there. Have fun. When you're done, I'll develop them for you. Hmm. I was like, oh, this is cool. So I got some great pictures out of it. They didn't all come out, you know, because I, I don't understand film. And we're in a digital age where the cameras have, uh, have computers to show you stuff. But I did get some really good ones that I actually ended up framing. I'm going to show you uh, the oh, sunflower wow. I got a picture of. Yeah, black and white. Black and white, and then uh, this one of our dog Zoe. Oh, that's awesome! That's a really yeah, good and shot. then um, yeah, man, and then um, I got this one of my beautiful fiance as well that I'm gonna I'm gonna build a, a, nice, a nice frame nice for. But um, I, I started doing research, and you know, film is not dead. You know, on Facebook, there's hundreds of groups of these people that just shoot film because you can mm-hmm. you can still buy film. Here's a brand new roll. My hands are here, right. and, um. And it's really easy to develop your own or even get them developed these days. Um, so I picked up a film camera, uh, a legendary, a Canon A1, which was a, the first, are you ready for this? The first camera with a, not the first one with a microchip in it, but the first one with an LED display in the viewfinder. Oh, wow. How crazy is that? Well, well, uh, I found that at our local. Where was that from? Like when was uh, that? I think it's 76. Um, let me wow. look it up. 
Uh, I'll, I'll look it up right now. I don't remember when they, fr- I know they were out for a long time, a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was released in, where is this here? Uh, 1978 to 1985. That's a long time. That's yeah. If you think about it. Uh, so I picked one up. Uh, I don't have it yet. Uh, it's getting cleaned for me and they're going a once over for it. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Let's start awesome. Now I'm not going to develop on my own yet, but right. You know, that's pretty cool. Do you have somewhere yeah. to give them to your, this guy, you know, to develop them for you? Yeah. You know, or he wants to teach me how to develop. Okay. <laughs> um, nice. uh, you don't need a dark room anymore. He does it in a bag of some sort in, in his, in his kitchen. Like you don't need a, uh, uh yeah, you don't need a dark room anymore, which is crazy. So there's, there's maybe there's, one day. You know, so there's, there's different you know, ways now to like prevent the exposure on the film. Yeah. Yeah. Being a dog. That's pretty cool. So, so are, are you, you know, saying you want to do my engagement pictures? Cause I do need a photographer. Oh no, no, no. Pictures. But I do ha- I do have friends that, um, <laughs> that I will get you, I will get you uh, hooked up with, um, awesome. to do that stuff for you. But, um, yeah, man, I, uh, I don't know. I, uh, you know, lo-fi is back, man. You know, I, I'm a big record guy and, you know, Dude, I, I, I was, I was at my, my parents earlier today. I was looking at my, my record collection. I have every one of my records still on their sleeve and every one of them is framed. You remember when I, at my old job in my office, I used to have them all up my wall. I, I miss I having those all hanging up, man. I also would love to take them out and, Maybe get a record player one day and listen to them. You should. You yeah. should. I got some good ones. Um, Lo-fi is back. It's cool to be, it's cool to do it. Nice. <laughs> old, old is new and old is still cool, bro. Yep. That's what it is. Awesome, man. So, Johnny, this was a fun episode. It was cool hanging out with you. I think so, man. Yeah, I think so. It's always better when 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 Dan's not around. You know, it's such a smoother conversation. It's- I and guess, we, and we actually get a I, chance to talk. You know, Doc usually takes the money. Oh yeah, he doesn't That's like. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't yell over us. Yeah. Awesome. Well, nah, but I, I love that guy. He's all right. He, he's okay in my book. But uh, Dan, Doc is uh, on the field today. He'll be back with us hopefully for next week. But until then, that's all the time we got for today, fam. So if you've enjoyed the show, be sure to show your support by checking us out on social media at PC Collective Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Please follow the Fourth Wall Pop Network on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop and Instagram at Fourth Wall Pop Network. Keep your eyes and ears open for any uh, for all announcements for the new re- release and launch of our online merchandise store, where you can get merchandise from the Fourth Wall Pop Network, Pop Culture Collective, Buy our shit. Wrestling, Crossroads, Pop Sports Shorts, and much more. So please, yeah, buy our shit, <laughs> please. Any anything you you can do to support us is very helpful. And speaking of support, if you are listening to us on Anchor. Please go to anchor.fm slash fourth wall pop on your computer or your mobile device. And if you like us and want to hear even more content, exclusive content, show your support by donating to one of our three tiers, either 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. Each tier will give you more exclusive content, exclusive deals or 
just exclusiveness to us here at the Pop Culture Collective. So please show your support. Any Anything you guys would like to donate goes a long, long way in helping us create quality content for you every single week. So that's all I have for you guys. Johnny, have anything, any, any final words before we sign off? I'm good. Just don't I love do you all. Don't do anything you wouldn't do. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Awesome. And until next week, I'll see you when I'm looking at you. <laughs>